So today we're talking to Paul Kovacs on the bunker, and uh, Paul is a guitar player. He plays in uh, multiple bands, but two main bands, 333 and uh, the Red Baron Band. He's also a uh, uh, very active vinyl collector and uh, trader on the Czech market, uh, but he buys vinyls from all over the world and sells to all over the world. And uh, we actually recording this in his uh, vinyl store which has 6,000 different vinyls from all over the world and uh, he told me I mean, he was born into communism in the Czech Republic where music was not something that was flowing very freely so he told me about how there was tape trading people were copying vinyls onto tapes and then multiplying them and selling and, and distributing among friends and that created some sort of a camaraderie or a friendship and connection to the community and uh, yeah, what was good and bad about communism, um, not many good things, but the tape trading was a good thing because it created a, a connection between people that shared a, a passion for music. He told me about his how he fell in love with music, what music it was, why the vinyl is interesting, what is it about that format that makes it uh, fascinating. And uh, yeah, how this works, where does he get this stuff from, what is valuable, why is Japanese Japanese, Japanese. Why are Japanese albums so valuable? Um, Japanese people apparently treat their albums very nicely and use quality materials for them. And yeah, a little bit about how COVID has affected his music, what he's recording now. He just finished, one of his bands finished recording with a famous uh, rock guy from the classic rock era. You'll hear more about that on the episode. But that's, for me, when he told me that, wow, that, that's serious stuff. We couldn't say the name of the person because of legal issues. Sounds great. And, uh, yeah, then we talked about if rock and roll is that or, yeah, what is happening to it. So I hope you'll enjoy. And the sponsors, that Alfred, Alfred.cz, Alfred Jobs in the App Store. You can find uh, new jobs, apply with one click. You're anonymous. It's free to use. Thousands of jobs, new jobs every day. And you only see the jobs that are interesting to you. You don't have to browse through thousands of, of bullshit jobs to find the real proper job for you. And then the Oat Bar Prague on Cypher Tower 21 in Shishkov, close to the main train station and Vinorati. Uh, and uh, perfect place for a quick grab and go. Oatmeals, skiers, um, healthy goodies made in-house, coffee, great atmosphere, amazing service, nice girls, nice guys. And uh, yeah, you can order also on Walt or Bolt and get it delivered home or you can drop by for a quick takeaway or sit in quickly. Enjoy! Wow! Oh, Kovacs, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Yeah? Kovacs, when I saw your name, um, I thought it was Polish. Uh, no. Uh, it's, uh, you know, this is Arctic name. Mm. Um, my real name is still Kovacs. Mm. Kovacs. Uh, uh, but um, right in the uh, Slovakian language. Mm. Uh, it's mean uh, the smith. Uh huh. It's an uh, old name, um, but um, like a smith, like a yeah, uh-huh. like you know, so using you're Paul hammer. Smith, and you're Paul Smith. Paul Smith. Uh-huh. And um, 
but uh, we have on the Czech scene um, guitar player mm. who is also Kovac. So I try to make a little bit different mm-hmm. to v- how to write my name. Mm-hmm. And also it was on the old days uh, in in my band, Red Baron band, um, before first record. Uh, so I, our drummer have uh, some idea like uh, we should have some artistic names uh-huh. like i don't know ringo star had or or bob dylan had and a lot, lot of people so we changed the name and i i didn't like it this idea much so i i said like okay so normally in the czech language i'm pavel it's mean paul so mm-hmm. i will be paul and i am Kovac. so i try to write different uh, like um, kind of i don't know polish bar uh, baron or something yeah, yeah. you know and uh, everyone in the band changed the name and but uh after i don't i don't know two three years they changed back, back. to to czech names mm. Uh, and I still and have still, it. <laughs> stuck with it. <laughs> but it wasn't my idea, and I don't really like it. But no. uh, so. But it 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 was interesting because I I uh, I actually uh, the way that I found you is that uh, I started recollecting vinyl albums and then found out that you're the vinyl dealer, you know, the mm-hmm. vinyl pusher here mm-hmm. in in Prague or, or one mm-hmm. of them. But uh, and and. Uh, and then, yeah, when I saw your name, I was like, hmm, it's a Polish guy. And, and then Paul, I was thinking, okay, there's an interesting thing. But so now now I got the story behind that. But so you you do the vinyls, but you also have bands, right? And you yes. mentioned that, the Red Baron. Red Baron band, it's my, the oldest band. Mm. So I, I play in some bands before the Red Baron. But and you play guitar. Yes. But um, this is my, you know, like child mm. because uh, we started on 1993 uh-huh. it's, it's it's a really long 28 time 28 years yes 29 and, this year yeah. and first album we did uh, in the 2000 mm-hmm. but uh, we prepare like i don't know from 1999 so this was the beginning of uh, our recording history uh-huh. and and that that's what type of music is that? That's like kind of like a classic rock. Uh, yeah. So, uh, me and uh, our drummer Radek. Uh, so we grew up um, on the bands like um, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath. Mm. This uh, 60s, 70s music, but um, we felt more uh, be in the 70s kind of. Uh, 70s kind of uh, rock mm. so this is the style what we playing but um, I think uh, Red Baron it's more open it's not only like classic rock we have some um, folk uh, music mm. uh, acoustic music uh, stuff we have some um, blues influence stuff um, we also have some progressive stuff and mm. it's more of a mix yeah yeah more mix um because we listen a lot of stuff like i don't know uh frank zappa genesis mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of influences yes yes so it's really a mix of everything mm-hmm. 
But you have other you have other bands as well. I mean, you you yeah. Have so I'm playing on the other band. It's called Three 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 Hundred Thirty Three, and um, it's a more mm, blues soul stuff, but also sometimes a little bit rock. Mm. So yeah, I saw you play. Actually, I came to <clears throat> to there is this legendary place here in, in Prague called The Wagon so anyone visiting Prague that wants to go and see uh, good rock music then go to Wagon um, it's it's in the city center and and, uh, and your band I came to see you play there and it was very kind of guitar driven mm-hmm. rock music I, I really yeah. liked it it was really and it's you know it's your own music it's not like you're paying covers from from others but in 333 you do some covers right yeah this is the band who play only only covers only covers uh, but um, the covers usually it's different from original version so yeah so we try to a little bit make like different way yeah so. yeah, yeah to give it its own own yeah yeah style um but you you're almost as old as me there is there is one year between us so uh <laughs> you, that basically means that you're born and raised under communism yes um and uh, where where was that which which part of of the Czech republic were you so i i was born in the capital city prague uh-huh. and um, in the 1974 mm. so i remember the the bad thing from communism really well mm. um there was also some good side uh but uh, i don't like to be back in the communism but some good side was like uh, we will maybe uh, talk about this later but mm. uh, for example um everything uh, was under like sen- censor- censorship mm. And uh, you can finally uh, easily um, find some music or something. So you should uh, uh, be friend with other guys and sharing the the music and stuff. And this was a little bit, you know, like adventure. Yeah, it creates a community somehow. Yes, yes. Um, so this this was interesting because mm. uh, in these days uh, you can find uh, you know this kind of friendships so easily yeah so so this uh, uh communism it's a really negative uh, thing but this this was the the good side mm. uh because he was like on in the underground still and uh, you know. don't you think that was so uh, now when you say this i i think about it that because um older people here maybe like our parents age um let's say 65 to 85 or something like that they they still have this you know they get their snaps slivovice from mm. someone that they know that makes it at home they make sausages or whatever you know like there's mm-hmm. still this which is kind of probably yeah you you had this under communism because of the limited you know like you said the censorship and limited business and limited product availability Mm-hmm. then people actually just found a way somehow they created this yes sub communities yes yes and that means friendships yes that that means friendship and mm. um, also um you know everything was changed um, so it wasn't the internet and 
mm. other things. So we have uh, in the beginning one TV program and in the 80s two programs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and uh, I remember from from childhood like uh, uh, you can watch the TV from I don't know 10 o'clock morning to 12. Mm. Then was like a break. break. <laughs> And starting around I don't know four or five o'clock and ending on the ten o'clock evening, yeah. so it was really strange. For example, the restaurants was closed uh, around nine or ten o'clock evening, mm -hmm. so you you can go to the beer and drink a uh, whole night, you know, yeah, yeah. and many things like that yeah. was really strange. So, but on the negative sides, I mean, like if you think about it, like I mean, obviously it's not positive that you cannot travel unless you get a license all these things yes yes and also you can say what you what you meaning mm. you know mm. you you should be careful uh, with uh, who who is the person uh, you're talking to you, yes you talk and what to. you're saying yeah yeah because i mean for those who don't know then in in, in countries like here in the Czech republic there was for every five citizens there was maybe one spy or someone who yes. had, you know was there to inform the government about what was going on yes and i remember i have a friend uh, our age he he um they went to austria or something traveling and when they came back they were taken in for interrogation to, to who did you speak to and and yes. all this and it, yes. it's crazy yeah but on the other hand today you also need to be very careful about what you say because Yeah. Every second word you say is to piss off someone who is gay or trans or, or whatever you know. Yes, yes. It's, we're that's coming. True. We're coming a full circle here. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know uh, the whole situation. It's uh, really crazy, and um, we don't know what will be in the future. But uh, I'm thinking like uh, because I have this um, this experience from from my communism. Yeah. communism childhood and uh, so i was 15 when when was uh, the velvet revolution mm. so um i'm thinking like uh, if it's everything go really wrong you know like uh, because nobody knows what will be so uh, i'm prepared to be in the underground again yeah you know how to do it <laughs> yes i know how to do it and uh, i'm not scared from that mm. uh, but i don't want it you know But uh, but you're ready for it if it if you have to yeah so uh, because um, uh, I am uh, the the man who still want to create something mm. so if I can have the chance to uh, in the future to create something so I I can record it, my music at home mm. Mm. Uh, play to some closer friends but still i can do something uh, which will be uh, outside for me mm. and mm. Uh, makes me happy yeah in some way but it's interesting that you say this i mean obviously now because i have recorded many um, episodes here with a lot of people from here and a lot of people around our age that have some this is a very interesting point to see it that You know how it is to be underground yes. from from that time, and uh, and that it's actually it's crazy that there are there are people around the world who are saying we should bring back communism because then everybody will have a better life, and the people who no. are asking for it are the people who are not capable of creating anything for themselves. They can't create any value. They can't do yes, anything. Yes. 
So they want somebody else to take care of them. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to bring them back. No, no, I I know you don't (laughs) want to bring it back. But um, uh, or or any other kind of you know totality. Mm. But uh, but so you told me once when we were chatting that you are more on the kind of right when it comes to politics. Yes. Isn't that something that kind of happened here that left is a nobody wants to be on the left because of communism mm-hmm. everybody went so for f- left here is still right where i come from in iceland you know you know mm-hmm. what i mean it went all the way to the other side um yeah you know but we have a party like c- communism parties mm. still yeah, and it's very left mm. or but they don't get any votes or pirates you know uh they are I think also go to left mm. and uh, on the really strange or it's kind of new left but uh, it's I think it's can be really dangerous mm. the way how how they see the world why or how mm. because uh, they uh, they thinking like um, uh they don't live in in the real world you know they they thinking like they are in the some saloon communism mm. you know mm. uh some maybe nice idea but it's very doesn't u- work out in utopic, reality yeah. utopic, you know mm. and um for for example uh, i'm living on the Prague 7 and uh, uh they are leading the this part of and what they starting to doing with the traffic and uh, where you can parking and stuff like that it's it's uh, really boring it's not uh, helpful for people and not practical not practical but uh, they thinking they they did really good job mm. and this is the dangerous because mm. they uh, they told you like you should thinking like that mm. uh, but it's interesting because i think for me the pirates were some way when they when when it started they were refreshing and i i liked i liked that what they focused on digital and 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 that you know that we should use uh, let's say technology for for the government and and to make things easier to make it easier to vote i mean if we think about for example voting now yeah but what they didn't they didn't uh, do, do any it. of it yeah so and it does just talking about parking spots yes yes um, that's um, uh i told you i i'm a more right voter mm. but i don't believe the any politics mm. because um what I what I saw after Velvet Revolution, so yeah. everyone lie. Yeah, everyone stole money. Everyone stole money, and uh, it's only decision between the bad and really bad mm. for me. <laughs> but that's actually like because you were saying under communism you create these communities, and obviously you created those communities also amongst the politicians and the secret police and all the people yes. who were in government. Those communities continued after communism. Yes. And of course, they just take care of each other. Mm. 
and and if you have thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people who are trained in in I don't know knowing everyone's secrets they, they when they lose their job what can they do okay I know some secrets I'm gonna try to make business out of those secrets I can start telling this person I'll I'll tell your secrets unless you pay me or you get me in on this business so I I think a lot of this came out of those communities somehow mm-hmm. um yeah, maybe pirates are just people who can't afford cars, so they don't like parking spots. Maybe, but uh, they have strange background also. Mm. So yeah, there is something now here in with the Czech pirates that they have been getting money from uh, some company in Cyprus, and they cannot explain. Or no, that's the the mayors in in the, the Stan. Uh, um, yeah. So I I didn't watch uh, the last two weeks uh, the news, the news uh, but. Um, but they have some kind strange of yeah, yeah. background, like um, you know, like uh, ultra uh, left, mm-hmm. and um, so so yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so <clears throat> you mentioned it that 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 there was this um, kind of a community because uh, du- during communism, and that's I think that, that's when you start getting interested in music. I mean, you're mm-hmm. w- when is it that you start listening to music? Oh, very young. I I remember um, my mother had some turntable mm. and uh, some singles, and uh, I I I don't know how how old I was um, six seven. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember, mm. but uh, I start to listen to these uh, small records like myself without without the parents like you know. Mm. I start to play these uh, small records, and uh, um, we had uh, not too much, but some uh, international records like um, double album from Beatles, for mm. example, because uh, um, my uncle um, uh, goes to the to the Canada mm. in the nineteen sixty nine when the Russian uh, comes to the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah 60, 68, 69, the uh, Russians come yeah, here so, to so, uh, push down the revolution and then yeah, a lot of people yeah, yeah. left. Yeah, uh, They they go first uh, to the Austria mm. and then to the Canada and uh, th- they are living there uh, till till now. You know? mm. And so they s- uh, send us some records, but it was, you know, like five. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too much. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was uh, the double album Beatles called uh, Rock and Roll Music, and uh, it was um, every fast uh, Beatles uh, uh, songs, uh-huh. uh, including uh, stuff like uh, Helter Skelter, uh-huh. which, is very, heavy, yes, <laughs> which is very heavy, which is very heavy. So, uh, and there was songs like uh, rock and roll music and Kansas City and this this stuff, and I really like it because it was really powerful and, uh, you know, great singing. And mm. so I I felt a really good vibration from mm-hmm. this record. So this is the first what I remember really, and um, after. My father bought um, from West Germany um, the like radio system. It was Sony FH5, uh-huh. and um, 
Het was um, amplifier, radio en tape. Ja. En uh, in deze days, you know, when you want to buy something like that, you can go to shop and buy it because you can buy it. No, nobody has it. Nobody has it. Mm. So you should know someone who uh, working sometimes in the West, mm. some some West country. Mm. I don't know some diplomat or some. Yeah, for some big company, for Skoda or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some someone, and uh, these people bringing uh, uh, this stuff, uh, and it was illegal, you mm-hmm. know, and they bringing this stuff. You should pay them some some profit, and they bring you what what you what you like to buy. Mm. And uh, so my f- father bought this uh, Sony uh, system, uh, which uh, he he said it cost uh, 1,000 mark, mm. and it was like you should working more than one year to pay it to pay it. Damn. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, but uh, this is uh, you know uh, how. Uh, the people in the communism era uh, uh, have some important things because you can buy this mm. stuff. So, so you dream it and you work it hard for to have something like that. Mm. Uh, so he, so he bought this system, and I start to listen to some tapes. And uh, uh, I but start. How, how how was that, Paul? Because. One thing is to have something to play it with, mm-hmm. and then another thing is to get the music. Yeah, so um, I had I had friends uh, which have some tapes, mm-hmm. and we are sharing. You know, it's like uh, copying from each copying other, copying from each other, or uh, friends to friends. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, it was a real adventure, mm-hmm. and um, I remember, for example. I uh, start to love a band called Queen, and uh, I had one record, which was uh, Queen Works. Mm. Uh, th- I now I know it's not the best record from Queen. They but have, it's the record they that have, you had. Yeah, but it was first record what yeah. I had, and uh, uh, and this I don't know like twelve of thirteen album from them. Mm. And then uh, I start to uh, searching for some Queen records and asking the friends, "Do you have something?" And and someone says, "Okay, I have." And he bring me the tape, and there was two another uh, records, but from seventies, and it was really different, uh-huh. you know. And uh, it wasn't internet. It wasn't any information in yeah. the, on the check. You couldn't read anything anyway yeah. about it. So you don't know how many records they record. Yeah. Uh, uh, how the musicians uh, have ma- names or yeah. or you know. Yeah, or even not, if it you didn't even know it was the same band members. Yes, they could have changed band members. Yes, and you wouldn't yes. know. No, exactly. And it was really hard to find some information. Mm. So. Um, of course, you can buy some some book and encyclopedia, but uh, uh, they they put on the market some kind of encyclopedia, 
uh, I don't know, 10 years ago and they didn't print again. So so if you don't find it on some, I don't know, second shop with the, with the books, so... Yeah, then you can't find it. But but how... So, so basically, <clears throat> this creates these communities where people are tape tree. Because I, I listened to this podcast once that's called The Wind of Change and it's about the scorpions. Mm-hmm. So there's this theory that the scorpions were CIA that CIA created the song Wind of Change mm-hmm. to help uh, take down the, the, the Soviet Union, that, that, <laughs> that the song was supposed to become popular and the lyrics are all about uh, things are changing, there's a brighter future ahead. And it became huge in, 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 in Russia and one, or in the Soviet Union. And one of the, one of the theories about this was that Scorpions were always allowed to tour they were touring, they were in Hungary, mm-hmm. you know, they were touring countries that other Western bands couldn't mm-hmm. go. So that that's, I mean, it's a great podcast and it's really, really interesting. But they in that podcast, they talk about this trade tape trading in, as an industry, that people were smuggling tapes in and out of the country. Was it ever like a business? Did you ever pay anyone for a tape? Or uh, Yes, if, um, uh, if you have friends, so... We sharing, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, there was uh, like professional guys uh, who um, usually they doing like um, we have like black markets, you know, mm-hmm. where uh, people selling some records from uh, West. Uh, it was uh, really expensive because usually one record costs around 300 crowns. And, uh, and Which is like now 15 euros, something, 10, mm, 12 euros? No, no, no. Uh, because uh, uh, you work one, one and uh, usually you got around two or 3,000 crowns. Okay, so it's 10% of your monthly salary yes. for one record. Yes, and it was really expensive for people because... Uh, they should pay rent and other, mm-hmm. other stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, usually um, some people doing like, uh, they go to black market, buy one record, for example, I don't know, Iron Maiden. Mm. They come to home, record it 20 tapes. And sell it. Sell it. And another uh, man go to black market and buy, for example, two records. Mm. And this sold this what? Iron Maiden and uh, buy two new ones and they, you know... Keep it going but, uh, so it becomes a business. But was that illegal? I mean, what, and... and w- it was uh, illegal and uh, uh, police goes uh, usually to black markets and everybody, you know, running away. And, really? Yeah, really, I remember. <laughs> it was okay, crazy. so that's like uh, drug dealers in Copenhagen, you know, they have... Yeah these tables with all the, the marijuana that you want, and then the police comes and they just put it in their pocket and run away. Yeah, so it was the same. Uh-huh. And and what would have happened to you if you were caught with, I don't know, like if, if the police would come to your home and they would find 100 Western albums in your home? So probably they ask you uh, where you get the money mm-hmm. and uh, where you get the records mm-hmm. and... You should set some good story mm-hmm. if you want to survive. <laughs> because know? they could take you and put you to jail without any reason, right? Yeah. Or or yeah. for two days or something. Yeah. So uh, they they can they can put you to the to the jail if uh, if you don't have you know some can explain it explain yeah. it how to, how do you get it uh, or you pay them under the table some black money uh, maybe or leaving. But uh, 
they they i think uh, it it's too hard to uh, mm. you know give them money because um, there was still more people watching uh, yeah, yeah, them uh, them there were spies uh, looking after the police yeah, yeah, yeah. but how how so i guess a bit this because now obviously when you have a a market or or something where like in this case the music is not flowing freely and and the information is not available you don't know what you actually don't know what music is available like you mentioned with queen you have this album but you don't know any of the previous stuff yes so does that album for example because that is your first queen album it means more to you than it might mean to anybody else because that's the album that you had mm, yes but uh not in the in the queen example mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, for example genesis i first heard the album uh, wind and wuthering mm. which is with phil collins album and uh, every hardcore genesis fan told you like uh, the real genesis is with peter gabriel mm-hmm. but uh, i still like this album the most because mm. It was first, and uh, for me, it's great album, and uh, so was first and very influential. Yeah, influential, it's influential for me. Mm-hmm. Because I had this, um, you know, when I was a kid, I, I I used to go to this farm to work in the summer, and then, you know, we we had we took with us tapes. You know, you take some. You know, we had this Sony Walkman cassette player that mm-hmm. we could drive around in the tractor and listen to some music and and. Uh, and it it was really interesting because i was very influenced by the music that my the other guys there were two other guys in the, working in the in the farm and and they came we came there in the spring and everybody brought five six tapes you know mm. and and for me it was so much about the availability because i and and we had the same i mean iceland sometimes when i describe iceland it sounds like a communist country we had two radio stations we had no television on Thursdays and uh, no television in July. <laughs> so you you didn't have so much other stuff. And then, for example, this guy brought uh, Megadeth and King Diamond and uh, some Spanish rock band called Baron Rojo, mm-hmm. who I have never heard anyone talk about and never heard anyone speak about. But I really like it. But I like it because for three, four months... Mm-hmm. I listen to it non-stop every single day. Yeah. So, and I often think about, would you like this Genesis album if if this if if you were hearing it for the first time today? I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, but um, it wouldn't have that special place for you. Maybe, yeah. Uh, you know uh, the uh, the old records. What I know from my early days mm. I, like you I listen many times mm. so I, I know every note yeah and this uh, makes uh, kind of special mm. because you know everything about the record yeah so so it's hard to say if um, or or like this uh, in these days it's not too much records which uh, really catch my heart nowadays yeah yes. in modern times yeah yeah so uh, usually it's one or two per year mm-hmm. which 
uh, from some new music which really catch me mm. and uh, I'm still going to music history finding some unknown bands mm-hmm. from 70s which is more surprise me than uh, the new stuff so mm. it's like this <laughs> yeah but I think I think that's for somehow for everybody like we are we are so shaped by the music that we listen to when we are teenagers and when we're kind of i don't know growing into mm. knowing what we like and and i often think about it if i would hear i don't know like iron maiden for example i heard them i think i was nine years old or something when i heard them the first time and i really liked them but I'm, i don't know if i would hear them today if it would be the same feeling you know probably not but i will always like them mm-hmm. it's 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 an interesting thing and yeah maybe it's about you know part of part of it is is being a teenager and you know you have the hormones and all that bullshit So the, the, the what are the main like the bands that you were listening to as a as a teenager and shaping your music taste? What was the kind of the main names? Um, okay, so the first really big name was Beatles. Mm. This was really really big for me. Mm. Uh, I should say also I listened some Czech folk, some so, some folk singers uh, because they had really good um, lyrics and then but you're a guitar guy you don't shouldn't care about lyrics <laughs> you just want to do a solo y- yeah but uh, you know yeah. <laughs> uh, Bob Dylan it's uh, famous by yeah, uh, by yeah, the lyrics yeah, true true <laughs> uh, and uh, the other band was Queen mm. other ba- <coughs> sorry <coughs> other band was uh, Pink Floyd Mm-hmm. Uh, Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin, Frank Zappa, um, Lucifer's Friend. Mm-hmm. It's a German band with uh, English singer um, who sunk in the Uriah Heap. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, it was. Other. So these are the main. This was the main main bands, but. I quickly start to listen a uh, lot of stuff from um, this time period. Mm. So I I listen other stuff like um, I don't know Iron Butterfly and Frampy and many many stuff. But this this was the first bands, mm. maybe Black Sabbath, mm. the, but the you, old Black Sabbath. But you you start playing guitar yourself. Is that around this time? Um, so I started around f- when I was 14. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit late mm-hmm. because uh, my parents didn't have uh, some music instrument at home. And, and they, no music in the family? No, they, they you know, wasn't, wasn't be interested mm-hmm. about the music really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I saw um, in my classroom um, uh, in the school uh, the band man, uh, bandmate uh, Milan. He play on the guitar, and uh, every girl, you know, were interested, looking yeah. to him. And uh, 
And I start to felt like, oh, this is interesting. This is a clever way. <laughs> um, and uh, my older brother uh, gave me the first guitar. Mm -hmm. uh, he was uh, the guitar player, mm. but he didn't live in with us because he was much older than me. Mm -hmm. So I di didn't... Have it in the home. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I didn't saw it, you know... Uh, the playing and mm -hmm. the passion for playing, so so everything goes from from yourself me, from myself. Like um, I like to play something, and first I remember the first thing uh, when I have the guitar. So I didn't start to um, learn some song like first thing, but mm. I start to. Uh, make some first lick guitar your own my own mm -hmm. you know and start to be like hey mama listen i i, I wrote this yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was for first what i remember so um so i in the beginning i start to be you know composer yeah <laughs> you wanted to make your own yes but but um but those bands that you mentioned, like, you know, the Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, I mean, we're talking about some of the most legendary guitar players of, of all times. I mean, like, uh, what, Jimmy Page, uh, Rich Blackburn, I mean, and Tommy Bolin, and, and then, yeah, Steve Morse um, with Deep Purple. Who else was there? Uh, oh, it was just those, right? Yeah. So in the Deep Purple yeah. was uh, also short period. Um, Satriani, Joe Satriani. But but these are like and then Tony Iommi in Black Sabbath and then Jimmy Page in 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 Led Zeppelin. So is this? These are very kind of how do you say colorful guitar players. They yes. they are th th this music is very much about them. If you look at the Beatles. Mm -hmm. The Beatles are less about the guitar, maybe. It's more about the whole harmony of yes, the band yes. and the melody. And, and, and It's about the songs. Yeah. And, uh, but you like the guitar because it it made noise. And, uh -huh. and the girls like it. Uh, no. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the guitar is a um, powerful gun because uh, mm. you can make nose, noise. noise yeah. But uh, also... You, you can make some really quiet acoustic stuff. Mm. Um, so uh, I like um, the guitar. It's uh, have a very a lot of colors. You you can. Mm. It's very white. Well, very wild from really soft and nice sounds to mm. very dangerous sounds, mm. and. Um, you can be like a really good painter mm. if you if you want. Yeah. So, who is a dangerous guitar player? Who who makes the most dangerous sounds? Uh it's hard to say because uh, you know we can talking about some heavy metal stuff, mm. but uh, mm. for me it's not every time the mo most distortion. It's most most wildest. Mm. You know. Um, very dangerous in some ways was, uh, for example, Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you thinking about when he started to play, nobody played like that. Like him, yeah. It was like, you know, when the alien came came to, to, earth. to earth because it was really 
really crazy and mm. strange and uh, psychedelic and everything. So this this was really big revolution, I think. Mm. Um, I don't know. Was the dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but I I think with him when when you read about Jimmy Hendrix, there are there are things named after him. He 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 was for sure. He changed the game somehow. Yes, and and he he was different than anybody else. Um, and and so w- what is that? When you're 14, you pick up the guitar. Um, but was that something that your parents were happy with? And like, yes, just become a rock star. Um, I think I don't. I didn't say in the beginning I wanted to be a rock star. No. <laughs> uh, I just like to you know play it and be in my my self world. Um, in the fantasy world, because mm. uh, you can create something. Um, so they they support me, mm. like they buy me the uh, the. Uh, my mother gave me f- money for my first electric guitar, mm. and for my f- first amplifier, mm. and uh, it was it was a lot of money in in, in these days. So. Mm. So she support me and she comes to some my concerts. My father comes to my concerts mm. and he's still, he's 76 now and he still sometimes come to, to our concert to mm. s- see what we are doing. So uh, this is interesting. So they were not like, oh no, you need to get a real job. No. no. <laughs> but you went to school. I mean, you started some business, right? Yes. Uh, you were going to be a businessman. No, um, I started you know, working in the shop with electronics mm. because um, in the in the young days I was uh, interested about the uh, you know amplifiers and mm. speakers and things like that, and I'm still is, but um, more to vintage stuff now mm. than than uh, the modern than the modern. Mm. Uh, so I started selling uh, this stuff, like um, some hi-fi mm. components, and and later I started to sell some TVs and washing machines, mm-hmm. and um, this uh, started to be boring for me. Mm-hmm. So I um. Tr- Start to searching for different kind of job, mm. and I uh, and I moved to selling the mu- music instruments, mm. which was more fun for it's me. It's closer to you because you the whole time you're in music. I mean, you're yes. playing the guitar. Yes. You start the band when you're 19. So, yeah. The, but the music is always like a side, yes, gig in a way. Yeah, yeah. And you have a real job working somewhere. Yeah, but uh, when I uh, working. Uh, uh, in the electronic shops and later in the uh, in the in music instrument shops, so um, it was in the days when I uh, recording some stuff uh, mm. with the band and mm. play concerts. So, so it was only I need some money for living, but yeah. uh, I was more uh, mentally in the in the in the music. In the, in the music. Mm. But but you studied some business, right? I mean, you 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 have some business degree or business diploma or something, right? Yes. So I um, 
I I was on the school which was uh, like uh, how to say on the uh, I I lost the word. Um, yeah, you, business, business. Yeah, sorry, e- economics and business. Yeah, uh, and but but and and but you never had a dream of becoming I don't know to work for some big company or 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 no. Uh, uh, actually, I felt everything this. Uh, just boring me because I'm I'm really uh, mentally in the music. Mm. So this this was like you know wasting the time. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But you need money for living, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. No one puts the money or food on the table except yourself. Yeah. Um. But you then, yeah, you you were you already because you you go from selling the instruments to to. St- selling the vinyls yes but were you already collecting vinyls i mean did you start mm-hmm. that early or or so my first uh, record when i bought it was um when i was i don't know 13 12 mm. in the black market mm-hmm. it was small uh, single record uh, from czech uh, really progressive band called Pražský Vyběr. Mm. it's it means Prague selection mm-hmm. and this band is still the one of the biggest uh, names in the Czech uh, market mm. uh, it's something like I, I will compare a little bit mm. it's something like Frank Zappa or King Crimson uh-huh. Le- underground a little bit alternative yes but really great music mm. with interesting lyrics And they have a uh, uh, interesting story because they recorded uh, first um, regular album in the 1982, mm-hmm. but it wasn't put on the market because uh, they start to be controversial, mm-hmm. and they they can't play concerts. Um, I don't know five six years, so this album because of the communism. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, so they. Um, put this record uh, uh, on the market on the late 80s but everybody knows because this record everyone is sh- everyone sharing on the tape cut yeah, yeah. so it start to be really cool uh, recording uh, with the stamp of uh, you know anti communism mm-hmm. kind of so it was an activist in a way like or or yeah like you say anti communist yeah so Because uh, uh, the the communism government uh, didn't want to put this uh, album on the on and the why market. Why was that? But because of the lyrics. Because the of the lyrics and also because the concerts start to be you know too too much uh, anti-government or little bit and also West kind. You mm-hmm. know, every young people feel free free and uh, they don't like it. That's so crazy to have a government yes. who is afraid of its people. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, it's strange because Czech, Czech, Czech and Slovakian uh, mm. in these times mm. have the government which really hate the West West music. Mm. And uh, for example, in the Hungary, mm. you can go to a concert to ACDC, mm. Iron Maiden or mm. Queen, but mm. we haven't the chance mm. and uh, we have big problems to 
you know, mm. get these recordings and. Mm. Uh, so this is your first one. This is the first one you bought. Yes. But you had the tape before. You had the illegal tape before of the same record. Uh, yeah, probably yes. Mm. I I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 then, but but then, did you decide when you were thirteen? I'm gonna be a vinyl collector. Uh, so uh, we had we had some shops uh, like official shops where mm. you can buy some music, and sometimes mm. they put on the market some good record. But you know, it was like five records per year. Mm. So, and if you have luck. So you can find one of them to some shop. So I start to going there every week, mm. and they probably I don't know save for me some because they knew they they what you want it yeah they because they saw this young young guy it's really interested so. Mm. <laughs> So, so you because I for me, for example, I remember I bought my first uh, vinyl when I was maybe nine. Uh, it was Kiss, Creatures of the Night, the mm-hmm. the one with the blue co- cover, and uh, and then I bought some vinyls, and my parents had some vinyls. My sister has, I have an older sister, and she has some vinyls. And then, but then when the CD came, I immediately just jumped on the CD wagon you know mm-hmm. i just like i just and i threw away vinyls and stuff you know like it was crazy because i didn't see it as a value mm-hmm. so um when when i was 17 mm. it was over the revolution and um, it was 89 and uh, i think on the 1990 it started big boom in the prague like uh, people opened the um, shops with the electronics they start to bringing this uh, electronics from germany or somewhere and you can buy the uh, the cd player mm. and they start to selling the cds and i bought a uh, cd player in this 1990 mm. and i bought like i don't know two three CDs, but they were really expensive. And uh, if you go uh, to some second-hand shop with the music, mm. so you can find uh, very cheap uh, records, especially with the Czech music, Czech rock music. So I start to bought it this record, old vinyl, old vinyl, mm-hmm. because. Uh, I had some money for mm-hmm. for some music, mm-hmm. and uh, and now these records are some of them are really expensive. Mm. Uh, but you stayed loyal, so you stayed loyal to the vinyl. Yes, yes, because um, uh, we had uh, sec- once big second hand uh, on the mm. Prague one, which uh, was. Uh, full of really good music mm-hmm. they had many 60s 70s bands what i was interested mm-hmm. um, many bands uh, which i didn't know about them so i i bought many records like uh, i looked to the cover mm. and i saw like uh, there is some long hair guys mm. 
Yeah. With the Hammond organ, it's recorded 1972. This Must will be good. Be, yeah. This will be good, you know. <laughs> uh, and usually it was really good. Yeah. But but how many vinyls do you have today? I think you told me once eight eight thousand or something. Uh, something like that. I I really don't count. Count, you know. I, I I don't know. How much space does eight thousand vinyls take? I mean, do you do you need like a whole? So I have room, or or is I, it yeah, like a I garage, have, or I have uh, one music room where I have uh, most of them, and others. Uh, Uh, I have in the different rooms, uh-huh. and some I have on my cottage. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere, and I have also some CDs, not too much, like yeah. maybe five hundred or maybe more, but not really big collection. Mm. Uh, and a lot of records, but uh, I didn't count them. So mm. maybe it's seven thousand, maybe nine thousand. I don't know. And what is it about the vinyl? Is is there a? I mean, I I I didn't know, but the audio quality is actually better than on a lot of other formats, right? Or, or yes. Um, so because um, there is uh, much space for dynamic, mm. and also for uh, uh, range, like mm. uh, because CD, it's like. 20 hertz and 20 kilohertz. Aha, and so the the music can be clearer on a vinyl. You can hear more sounds or yes, uh, it can go wider range, or, yeah, or, or wider. Yeah. So you can hear it uh, because normal people, I don't know, hearing from maximum to 16 kilohertz or mm. uh, 15. How it's about the age, you know. Mm. But uh, uh, the brain, uh, uh, it's uh, have some sensor. Se- yeah. So uh, because it's on, uh, you can't hear it, but you 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 have a some sort of a receiver in the brain for it, or yeah. So you can f- feel some you know emotion uh-huh. uh, and also. So wait. So so vinyl music. Goes It's deep, a, deeper into the brain. We you can, can say, say it like we that. can say like that because it's analog uh, recording. If it's we're talking about the old records, mm-hmm. which is analog, and uh, it's more natural for for you mm-hmm. than than uh, digital formats mm-hmm. because there there are some compression and uh, mm-hmm. uh, change the ways a little bit, you know and. Like that, so it's uh, more natural for for brain and for you. And if you have a good equipment, so you can hear better things. What I like about the vinyl is that it makes me consume the or, or listen differently to the music, and and I think uh, when I I switch to the 
when I switched to the, the cities, what I started doing, because I didn't have a lot of money, so I always bought the best stuff. I bought the best of mm-hmm. Let's Happen. I bought the best of Doors. I mm-hmm. bought the best of, especially those older bands, you know, that I liked, but I didn't want to go and buy the whole catalog. Mm-hmm. So, so you end up listening to the best of, and you have a CD which you can fast forward if you don't like a particular song, and 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 you end up then you then you transfer into digital like Spotify or streaming, and then you end up creating your own playlist, which then will have the five most famous Led Zeppelin songs. Mm-hmm. But what happens in the end, and I realized it when I started listening to, to them on, on vinyl, is that, okay, there are 100 other songs, or 50 other songs with Led Zeppelin that are amazing. Mm-hmm. And there are even songs with Led Zeppelin that I had never heard. Yes. And I've, I've liked this band since I was, I don't know, 15 or 14 or something like that. And that's what I like about the vinyl, is that you put it on, you don't want to be pushing, taking the needle up and moving it forward and so on. So you just let side one play and then you yes. let side B or two play, you know? So you consume the music very differently also. Yes. And uh, it was a good thing about the old music, old records and everything, uh, because uh, they they should thinking how it's uh, the song orders. Yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, if if they put a slow song on the on the end or mm-hmm. because uh, uh, when you closer to end of the record mm. there is a little bit worse sound so it's better to push there some acoustic song because uh-huh. it will be sound better uh-huh. also um, you should thinking like you have maximum 20 or 22 minutes to one side mm-hmm because when you make longer, you can make it longer, but you lose the quality. Mm-hmm. So you should uh, thinking about every these aspects. Yeah. Also, you should um, choose some opening track which catch you or who people you, interested. You know, yeah. Uh, like the opening. So. Uh, you should thinking about many ways mm-hmm. about the music, and uh, it was like uh, if they if these guys did the album, so they uh, thinking to details mm-hmm. to make good record. Yeah, because there was some. I was listening to something somewhere, and they were talking about it that with the CT you had more data, so you could put sixteen songs. But yeah. when you put sixteen songs on it's very unlikely that a band can make 16 good songs. So if you look at the old timers, you know, the classic rock and, and you know, like the Beatles and so on, it, it's not 16 songs. It's 8, 10, 11, maybe 12 songs mm-hmm. per album. I mean, the Beatles maybe had more songs because they had shorter songs. Yes. But if we take Led Zeppelin, for example, it's maybe seven, eight, seven, eight. eight songs. Yes, yes. But if they... if if you feel you need to fill the city, you start making shitty music. Yeah. And also, you know, maybe you can have uh, 25 good songs, but it's uh, can be boring uh, for people because uh, they don't uh, uh, push uh, all energy to listen uh, too long uh, mm-hmm. records. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this was uh, 
better because you have 20 minutes for one side yeah, and yeah. if and you then it's finished yeah if you if you are full of music so you can finish yeah but how how so <coughs> collecting vinyls and and this trade to me it l- looks a little bit like first i was well the value of a vinyl has nothing to do with the quality of the music that is on it it has a lot mm-hmm. to do with when it was created where it was pressed where it was published um and there are a lot of interesting things in this like i think you were telling me that some vinyls that have a misprint in the lyrics or they have something on the sticker on the on the vinyl itself is is wrong or the order of the song mm-hmm. so anything that makes a vinyl different from its sisters and brothers of the same music mm-hmm. makes it more valuable, right? Yes, yes. Some very expensive records, for example, wasn't put on the market. Mm-hmm. Like they print that uh, records and uh, between that uh, the band break up and uh, the company thinks like uh, we lose the money, so we destroy these records. and. Mm-hmm. And someone stole a tape, stole uh, or stole some records, like mm. you know, 10, 50, 10 yeah. 100, something like that. Mm-hmm. And these uh, these kind of records are really expensive. And what do you have an example of this? Like some record that uh, was never published? Um, uh, how it's called, um, uh, uh, yeah, band called uh, Leavehound. Mm. It was, um, old. Uh, um british uh, classic rock psychedelic rock mm. band and the singer li- later singing on the atomic rooster mm-hmm. and other bands so uh this uh or cactus band yeah i know that band yeah, yeah. so uh this is one of the expensive uh, records uh, i i think uh, the last sold was on the internet around Almost five thousand euros for one item. Yeah. So this is like stamps or pen collector. Yes, someone yes. who is, and it's not the the someone who buys this for five thousand euros. He is not buying it because he loves the music. He probably loves the music, but he wants to have something really special, special. because you can buy some. Um, some reissue of this uh, record which is you can buy for i don't know 30 euros for example but you know original it's original yeah but you have some like you have some expensive ones yourself what what is the most valuable that you have that that has both let's say because one thing is money value another thing is emotional value mm-hmm. what's the most valuable one from a money point of view that you have um probably two records from rolling stones mm-hmm. um uh, one is um i think first uk mono version of uh, beggar's banquet mm-hmm. which is signed by uh, keith richards and ron wood and the other one it's um and you and you bought it like that. You bought it with the signatures, or no, no. Uh, I tell you a story. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, I, I bought it. Uh, I don't know on on some um, 
uh, it was some book fair uh-huh. and there there was some uh, antique uh, shop between the sellers and they they had also some records and uh, like three four hundred and I bought uh, their three or four first English pressing of Rolling Stones wow so it this was is like un- unbelievable like for a vinyl guy this yeah you don't this doesn't this happens once in your life yes <laughs> uh and it wasn't expensive really uh-huh. it was uh, i don't know it's like 15 years ago or mm. maybe or or 12 but it, it was around 400 crowns it's uh, yeah it's nothing it's like it's 15 like euros 15 euros mm. so it was uh, cheap yeah <laughs> because the seller didn't know what he had yeah so yeah so they they thought like they have normal stones Albums. album but uh, this was original first pressings yeah so and um other one uh is um japanese uh, pressing of sticky fingers mm. and these two um records uh, are s- signed by uh, Ron Wood and Keith Richards mm. when they had the last uh, concert in the Prague mm. and I have friend and uh, he is uh, captain on the boat and he had the uh, stones on the boat not sailing on o- the river here yeah only these two these two guys but uh, uh, and he called me like um, I need some records for signed some you give me and si- some will be for you so so i give give him my two most expensive records mm. uh for my signatures and give him some normal uh stones uh, for him mm. and he bring me these two records with signs and he told me the story uh then uh he tried three times to catch the catch the signatures and uh, there was um bodyguards bodyguards uh, and they said no no Nothing way like this yeah no way and uh, on the third time uh, uh, the uh, Keith Richards saw it and he said come on I give him the signatures mm. and uh, when he gave him uh, the um, album uh, Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. So there is uh, jeans with, yeah. the, with the zip. Yeah. And uh, he started to uh, uh, make the signature and he asked him, can you make the dick? Yeah. And uh, Richards look at him, start to smile and uh, make the big dick on the... On the zipper. <laughs> on the zipper and uh, uh, right there, one love, Keith Richards. <laughs> And this is something special because uh, uh, the manager of the Stones told him, uh, like, he never do it this. Mm. This is something really special. So, so I have this. So you have a special. you have a Sticky Fingers Rolling Stones first pressing, uh, first Japan pressing, first uh, Japan pressing with a a, a a thick pick from. Keith Richards. Yes, and uh, and a signature and one love. Signature one love, uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> and how much? I mean, th- this this album was valuable before he he made this. 
Would it be more valuable or less valuable uh, now? Normally, uh, it's around 200 euros. It's not mm. really, really expensive. But uh, but with this picture on it, then it's... Um, it can be maybe one, two thousand uh, euros more. Uh-huh. I don't know. That this is the most valuable dick pic in the world, then. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe it can be uh, much higher. I yeah. don't know. I, I didn't try to sell it. You know, I, I don't want to sell it. No, and uh, but um, but how does it do? So you mentioned Japan, and 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 I know you you told me, for example, that Japanese pressings. Oh, so let's. So okay. So pressing means that. An album is made. Let's say that an, an artist records an album in London, and then they send some sort of a master of that to Germany. They send to Japan. They send to the U.S. They send to South America, Italy, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and then the local company that the 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 record company works with, they they actually manufacture the album for the yes. local market, right? Yes. So so Japanese, as you, because you mentioned that with this one with with Sticky Fingers, then. Um, you told me that the Japanese records are usually in a better condition. Yes, um, um, because uh, it was the richest market on the world. Mm. So um, first, I start. Uh, the records are really well done. The they, pressings themselves. Yeah, uh, um, they 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 have a really good kind of vinyl, mm-hmm. and. I should say maybe the the best kind of uh, covers mm-hmm. because the quality of paper, col- quality of print, colors and everything, it's unbelievable. Mm. And also some records have uh, some special things like posters or books or uh, stickers, mm-hmm. things like that, uh, which make interesting for some collectors. And... Um, other thing, it's uh, the Japanese people are, they have a different kind of uh, respect for it or, or... Yeah, and maybe a kind of, uh, you know, living style. Mm. So they probably didn't drink too much than people... At least not at home, because when you go to Japan and you go to a karaoke bar, they drink a lot. Yeah, probably, but <laughs> not home. Yeah. Probably. yeah. So... Um, if you if you're looking for records from US or UK for example usually most of them are destroyed because people you know had them at parties have have on the parties and drinking and dancing and uh, the the records are scratches and mm. uh, dusty and you know the covers are dirty or yeah, can... yeah so uh, so very damaged mm. and uh, most of Japanese records aren't. Mm-hmm. They they, they are take in better the, care of them. Yeah, they 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 are in the really good condition. Mm. And if you're thinking like you can find the uh, Japanese recordings which uh, still have obistry, this is that's that mean it's uh, very thin paper, where is some Japanese information about the uh, record, but many of them still have this. Uh, think paper in mm. the great condition mm. and everything is on the great condition because a lot of uh, people have 
uh, this record still in the plastic cover. Yeah. Also, they have uh, really good turntables because Japan was the big high high tech and, yeah, yeah high tech uh, market and mm. everyone have really good kind of turntable. So, so these records usually are in really great condition, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting. But but. And then there's a difference, like, you know, a, a record, the same music or the same album that is pressed in Japan and then it's pressed in, I don't know, like in in Croatia or in Yugoslavia or something. Mm. The audio quality can be different, right? Yes, uh, but uh, if you if you compare with uh, East Europe, it's 100% much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I learned uh, if, you, if you have chance to compare the sound from different pressing I always doing because you can find a better sounding record from Holland for example or from Germany mm-hmm. or from US but you can maybe find the Japanese is the be- best sounding mm. uh, it's uh, every it's n- there's no one rule in no, this no no mm-hmm. Usually they are really great, mm-hmm. but uh, not the best uh, every time. But I guess the most valuable records that, if we think about it, it it's, must be like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and these kind of things. The mono version, the early versions mm-hmm. that were printed in either in in the UK mm-hmm. or in the US, right? I mean, these if you would yes. look at the hundred most valuable vinyls of all times, these. They are on this list, right? Yes, uh, UK, US. Yeah, mm. because that's the original market. That's where the studio was. That's where you know the whole thing happened yes, somehow. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, some of them are really great sounding. Mm. Maybe the best sounding version of uh, the the title. Mm. But you told me also once that we were talking about this that which I hadn't thought about, but. So you here, like, we take Czech Republic. That's like a micro-market. I mean, it's 10 million people, and it's not like a big music export market. It's not like the UK, US, Germany, mm-hmm. Sweden, you know? Mm-hmm. And But because of this, the mentality of the collector, you sometimes see, let's say, rare Czech folk music or rock music mm-hmm. or blues music yes. that was maybe made in 500 copies. Yes. And there are maybe 500 people out there somewhere in the world, or 5,000 people who really want to get this. Yeah, and a lot of people is on the Czech market. Mm. Buying yeah. from here. Yes. Uh, I know some collectors, uh, and they are really focused on the Czech uh, music. Mm. And some records, it's very expensive because... Uh, the volume wasn't big. Yeah. Because I know, I've, I've, I've made, it made me think about the stamps, you know, like I know that in Iceland we had some really rare stamps in the 70s that were made in very few copies and they, these are very valuable to pay, and people are you know paying a lot of money for this mm-hmm. because i think i'm i'm i don't know i i am collecting vinyls for a different reason for me it's i like to consume the music like that i like to have the covers and like mm-hmm. to see pictures of the band mm-hmm. it makes me dig deeper mm-hmm. it makes me listen to the whole album not just three songs and so maybe after some time i will get into this that i will you know travel to japan and find that one rare thing you know, like <laughs> on a pilgrim 
but but um, but you so you you buying for you because now we're sitting we're actually recording this in your store mm-hmm. and I don't know how many albums do you think are in here? Oh, I think it's uh, six seven thousand. Shit. So we are surrounded by vinyls, and I'm looking here at Frank Zappa. Is Michael Jackson? He's being bad. Um, and Bruce Springsteen is here, Elton John, uh, Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd. Um, where do you buy this from? Anywhere in the world, or is it? Is the yeah, it's it's anywhere. Um, mm. I have some friends who, and they are collectors uh, in the Europe. Mm. So some guys from Germany or Holland, and and you buy like a bulk, like a big box or boxes. Uh, Usually yes, I, I I'm, I'm I'm buying you know five hundred one thousand records each time. Each, yeah, and uh, most of them isn't for me, mm-hmm. and some some of them it's for me, and uh, I should pay this from from others. So so so. It- so you created the vinyl business to satisfy your own collection yes. needs, and then you sell what you don't want yourself. <laughs> okay, that's okay. But I, but um, um, so we can say that that you your life has somehow become all about what you love, which is music. Mm-hmm. Now uh, you 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 live from selling the albums. You have the bands. I know you you you. Yeah, you're not just in those two bands. You're also involved in some other projects. There was some Queen yeah, project uh, you were playing live in December. Yeah, um, because we we did, um, you know, audiovisual kind of show yeah. uh, where we're talking about the history of band. Uh, we're playing some video clips or some records, uh, mm-hmm. like examples what they did. And also we uh, play live five songs uh, uh-huh. with the oh, band. Oh, and that was Queen. Theme. Yeah, qu- yeah, Queen songs. And uh, uh, it was like uh, end of this show, like uh, make the, you know, interesting because uh, normally uh, you can you can go to show where someone talking really deep about some history of some band and then put the guitar and play some mm-hmm. uh, Brian May stuff. Yeah. Um, because, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a very different way to give you a much more range of explaining the band. Yes, and, and because uh, people the... start to believe you mm. when when they see uh, how deep you are uh, into, uh, it. Uh, yeah, into it. Mm. Yeah, into it. One, one good thing about the Czech Republic is that there are rules and then there is reality and and so so I, I managed to see you play in a concert but the, and the, the so COVID hasn't stopped everything completely but but how is it you haven't really been able to do as much live music as you would usually do right no uh, because uh, we have some limits mm-hmm. uh, how many people and how many people uh, and uh, you know, we had some months where, where nothing was, was locked down yeah. and uh, nothing was happened. Uh, and still is like, uh, it's not, you you can go to really big concerts. Mm. 
So, for example, I have tickets for KISS. Yeah. And uh, now it's third date. The third new date, yeah, because yeah. they keep postponing it. Yes. So so I'm waiting if it will be. You know? mm-hmm. But how has that affected you? Like you, Because you, I guess you played a lot more live before, before COVID was invented. And uh, um, you... Has it? I mean, how can you make a living? Because you, I mean, p- part of your living was from playing music, mm. or you just made more on the vinyls because people were spending time at home and ordering vinyls. Uh, yeah, because I spent a lot of more time with the vinyls to prepare vinyls. I I had a really um, big um, seller full of. Uh, records what I want to sold and I didn't have time to uh-huh. clean them or uh, mm. prepare uh, the prizes and everything. So so kind of COVID gave you a chance to put a little bit more focus on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But now you, you um, assuming that we will be allowed to to go out and enjoy life again and have a beer and go to see bands because I, it's the same for me. I have I have concert tickets for you know Iron Maiden, K- no, Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. All of it is this year and it's all been postponed since last year or the year before. I have Elton John in Berlin and it's in 2023. I mean, like, what what's gonna happen now? What 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 are you working on? You were recording. Something you've been recording something new and and yeah so I'm I'm working on the two albums. Mm. Um, first is uh, a Red Baron band um, album called Last Chance. Why is it called Red Baron? By the way, I never asked you that. Um, okay, um, so this name uh, our drummer find on the Billy Cobham record. Mm-hmm. It's a record called Spectrum. It's a really great uh, jazz rock, one of the 10 best jazz rock records all time. And uh, there is last song called Red Baron. Mm. And um, he he felt like, um, you know, the parallel between Led Zeppelin mm. and the Red Baron. It, mm-hmm. it was like two two names. But um, after some years, we... Uh, Wait, how are these two connected, Red Baron and Led Zeppelin? Um, you know, so we play uh, like um, classical rock. Uh-huh. And uh, all the class, uh, most of classical rock uh, bands had the two names like Led Zeppelin, yeah, yeah, Deep Red, Purple. Uh, yeah, yeah, Red uh, Baron, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And because there was a German... Fire, fi- fire pilot yeah. guy. Yeah, called but, Red Baron. But in the in the beginning, we don't know. Uh-huh. You know, we were we were young guys uh, without this knowledge. Yeah, you're eighteen, nineteen, or something. Yeah, and we can't look to the internet uh-huh. because you can't. Uh-huh. You know, so uh, and after that, we also know like it was some. Band in the Germany called Red Baron in the seventies. It was more like pop band, but uh, mm. it was one. And other other thing was uh, in the Sweden was some like heavy metals uh, band band called Red Baron. So when we uh, when we decided, mm. so we um, 
put the other other uh, word uh, in the in the name, and now it's Red Baron Band because yeah. uh, we try to you know continue, to but different, yeah. but, but be different. So so from the first album. Um, we are Red Baron band, mm-hmm. but uh, in the beginning we were Red Baron only. And now you're recording, you said, sorry, uh, you, yeah. you're recording a new album? Yeah, we're recording new album and it's after um, 12 years. Mm-hmm. It's new studio recording because many things. Mm. Some lineup changing and, mm. you know, and uh, also because the covid because uh, uh it's everything slow down mm. uh, so if it'll be normal times so probably we we have two years uh, new album and now we are doing something new mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but now it's like this and we will put the first single from uh, this album probably uh this month uh, on the end of this month uh-huh. this is january 22 that we're talking here yeah, yeah. so it will be call, a song called victoria uh-huh. uh, this was will be first single and uh, then will go to another's mm. and probably on the may will be finished uh, the main uh, the vinyl uh-huh but we will see how will it be in the vinyl factory because um, it's also uh, different now than than before. So maybe we, we should wait a little bit longer. We mm. will see. Mm. And then you and then you have a uh, for three three three. You've also been recording, and th- yeah. there you recorded with some famous people, right? Yes, um, it will be like. Um, I mean, let's say more famous than you. You are already famous. <laughs> <laughs> much more famous yeah. than me uh, so um it will be more blues rock record mm. uh, and uh, there were there will be um, some interesting uh, guys like uh, for example one who played on the original Woodstock festival mm-hmm. that is playing with you on that record yes uh-huh. two songs it's uh, a secret. We cannot say the names. No, yet, but no, people because it's out. some I don't know selling strategy and mm. so, and it's uh, still on the you know uh, working uh, yeah legal stuff and contracts and yes yes so so uh, other guy it's very famous uh, singer and bass player from some classic rock. Uh, UK bands, very mm. very famous bands. So, so we're talking back to the Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath days, kind of that. Yeah, this that's type kind of music. Yes, like so. Okay, so and 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 these, how do you get in touch with those kind of people? I mean, how do you get them to record with your band? Uh, I mean, do you know that? Do you know this? Because I actually seen pictures of you. On on Facebook, and I'm like, what the fuck is he hanging out with this guy? I mean, like some famous blues players and stuff that mm-hmm. you seem to know all these people um you know i um uh, because i'm on the music business uh, long time mm. so i'm not really famous in the czech republic but i know a lot of people in the background so mm-hmm. promoters and uh, so you can get everywhere 
that you want? Uh, not everywhere, but almost, almost sometimes when when I'm interesting to to see someone. Mm. So I, I like to go there to see some good musician to play in the Prague. So. Mm. And I have a problem to go to, I don't know, Amsterdam if I want to see yeah. some someone really special. But of the people that you met here, like, you know, you, I, I guess you met a lot of, I mean, and now you recorded with famous musicians. I mean, how do you feel when you meet someone like, who who has, you know, you've been listening to that person's albums and... and, and and these kind of things, uh, do you feel like small? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, no, not really. No. Uh, especially, uh, it's two things. Uh, one, it's when you meet someone and you have only, I don't know, one, two minutes to speak with him. Yeah. Uh, it's usually, you don't have time to go deeper to say something. Yeah. So, so you, usually you only can say something like I really enjoy your your show yeah because it was really great I I like what you're doing and mm-hmm. um, my favorite album is this and this um but if you are on the stage with someone like that or or recording something and you have uh, time to speak with them mm-hmm. so you can go more personally and more more deeper and uh, usually you recognize like uh, this is really good. Uh, smart nice, person, uh, nurse, yeah. nice smart guys. Uh, mm. It was interesting. There was a guy on my podcast a few episodes ago. He 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 is organizing the this Velvet Revolution celebration here. Mm-hmm. He's like a, a producer, and he has actually produced a lot or been involved in the setup of a lot of con- concerts here, like you know Icky Pop and and stuff. And and what he he told me... Is it David? No. no. Uh, but he, his name is Oliver Makilik. He uh, mm-hmm. also made some music. But I think David, this is... They, I think they're, they were... He works with him because I remember mm-hmm. that name anyway. But he... He was telling me that... that uh, what surprised him about these big superstars is that in the end, they want the same stuff like me and you. You know, like mm-hmm. after the concert, they just want to relax. And, and so it's important for them that you know, they have their favorite chocolate bar or something like this, and then, you know, if they're so happy for something so small, mm-hmm. and it's, I think we often put these people up as some sort of uh, demigods, mm-hmm. and we think that they are different, but in the end, as you were saying, when you when you actually get a chance to be around them, mm-hmm. you feel that how human they are, you know, like, yeah. because it, yeah, you, you're, you have two hands, Two feet, one yeah. head, you know. Uh, I have experienced like a lot of these guys, uh, also from Czech rock uh, scene, scene yeah. you know. So um, they are uh, kindly, and uh, they they can f- uh, feel you like a partner of them. Yeah. Know? So so they don't look down on you, and yeah, and, and, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, but I think that is also very much rock. Every rock, when, I don't know, when the techno started, there was a lot of drugs, ecstasy and, and all this stuff, a lot of violence, a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll, I never see problems. Mm-hmm. You have the pit, 
maybe when there's a heavy metal or speed metal or death metal or something, mm-hmm. but that's part of the game. It's not like a violent thing. But rock music seems to be, I think people often think, oh, rock music, oh, they are bad people or something. Mm-hmm. But they're actually some of the friendliest people you will find. Yes. Also, uh, some metal guys. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not listening to much metal, but uh, I know some guys, and usually they are really kindly. Yeah, it's so interesting because maybe it's because the way they dress or their hair is long. Yeah, like, yeah. like in your case, you're scary because you have long hair, <laughs> but but you're actually a really nice guy. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, when I I was thinking when I when I when I saw you play live, then you do a lot of guitar solos, and you're good you're good at it. Uh, mm-hmm. And you could, I could see you did even one when you had the guitar behind your head, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, how the fuck can he do that?" But you don't see this anymore. Like, do you know what I mean? Like this, this style was very much um, um, back in the old days. Mm-hmm. The music that shaped you and 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 me to some extent as well. Like you would have a a concert where everybody would do a solo. The guitar player would do, and we still see it. I mean, mm-hmm. there are. Uh, I think it was. Uh, the Guns N' Roses concert, uh, Slash did a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on, on Kiss, the, the Tommy Tyre does a guitar solo. But but you don't, I mean, and you, uh, but this was very common, like, you know, that, that the guitar player would play behind his back or do some tricks like this. Mm-hmm. Is it dying? Is, is rock and roll dying somehow? Mm. I don't know. Um, uh, on the internet, I find many new bands which um, are influenced by 70s mm. music and they start to be sound like 70s band. So maybe some community is still alive, mm. but I think uh, the listeners... Um, it's um, go smaller and smaller mm-hmm. part of uh, population the community, yeah. Because um, you know, um, in the old days, you haven't internet. Mm. Uh, you have more time to focus to yourself, and mm. you can he- listen to music. You can re- read the books, and now it's a very fast. Um, yeah. Uh, time where everyone um, you know w- watching the everything because you have uh, many TV shows many uh, internet many games mm. uh, everything it's changed and uh, the young people are not too much focused on the music mm-hmm. generally yeah I mean there are more as you say there are more things that take our attention now than than used to be but yeah, but it's interesting because, like rock music, somehow from let's say from the from the Beatles until maybe nineteen eighty or eighty four or something, mm. that was the music. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, there was folk music, there was jazz music, there was blues music, but but for the the main mainstream, that was kind of rock mm-hmm. and. Very much, but diversity of rock, you know, soft rock, hard rock, heavy metal, all, all that, mm-hmm. and everything between. But, but it's now. I feel like, yeah, it, I feel like it's it's um, it's 
it's a much less visible type of music than it was. And now I've, 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 I personally feel that a lot of the music that is, is being created is there's one or two songs by some hip-hop musician and it's auto-tuned and it's all somehow so produced there's no feeling left in it. Mm-hmm. And no, it's all no human touch. There's a normal human touch left. And I, I think... I don't like. I mean, of course, we are dinosaurs. We are we are old, two old guys talking about the glory, golden days of tape, <laughs> tape trading and communism, you know. But uh, <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's it's just interesting. And I I uh, yeah I I when I saw you play, I was thinking, yeah, but you don't you don't really see this so much anymore. I mean, or maybe you just need to look better for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not as visible as it was. Yeah. So it's um. It's some bands now which is really famous, like uh, Greta Van Fleet mm-hmm. or Rival Sons, mm-hmm. uh, and they are big, but uh, they aren't big like in the 70s mm-hmm. because uh, the audience was completely different. Yeah, yeah. So and they cannot throw televisions outside the out out the TV uh, from the hotel room and stuff like that because they would be somebody would say silence them or try to cancel their music because they did something wrong. So you can't really be the same rocker now. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, we, we're, I think we're, Paul, we're kind of finished. I, I just wanted, where where could people follow your music? So I will put, I will put all the links in the episode description on, 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 on Spotify and on, on my ho- uh, Facebook page. And also in, 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 I think you can also see it on Apple and all the, all the podcasts, but, Red Baron has a web page. Yes, we have web web page. We have um, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. We have Facebook page. So that's all Red Baron band. If Red people Baron put Red Baron band, they will find you. Yes, and three 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 have uh, only uh, YouTube channel, and uh, this band doesn't much matter about the. Popularity. No, it's more for the f- the fun for the people in the band. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know we we playing every gigs are sold out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's uh, usually some VIP uh, kind of uh, arrangement uh-huh. concerts. Uh, so so we are very well known between I don't know one thousand people who. Who like to go to every concert, but uh, mm-hmm. we didn't try to. Now we didn't try to break up and to be, a bigger crowd. Yeah, but uh, who knows? Yeah, when the famous guys on the record. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have one of your records already, I, and I, 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 um, you gave me one of 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 the the three 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 records and. Uh, I'm gonna. That's gonna be my vinyl collection crown crown jewel. You know, I'm gonna sell it after 30 years for a million. Yeah, because you have first pressing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, limited edition. <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, thanks a lot, guys. Um, follow the show on on Facebook. That's the Blah Blah Bunker, and on Instagram, the Blah Blah Bunker. And then please, yeah, review the show. Give it five stars. Don't give it four stars or three stars. If you don't like it, then stop listening. If you're still listening, then you obviously like it. So go and review. And uh, yeah, Paul, have a great day. Thanks for spending time with me. Thank you. And yeah, I'll see you around. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye.
the wall is ancient's right.